welcome back to Talk Female Friday with me, Lucy Grimwade. Just before I jump straight into this episode, you know exactly what I'm going to say to you. I am still running a survey where I am collecting data on women in leadership and um, it will be the link in the show notes. I will not go on about it because I've been saying this for the last three or four episodes. I will not stop saying this until the end of the year because I'm keeping it open until then. Um, So please go and check out the show notes. So today I am so, so, so happy and excited and empowered and just every emotion that you could possibly feel to welcome back Syra Arif. So Syra has already been on the podcast probably two years ago actually well when we launched the uh, when we are kind of putting you in there um when we launched the podcast um back in 2020 so I was one of the first guests on here and invited for her to be joining me back um Sarah, let me hand over to you tell me how you are do a bit of an introduction to yourself and yeah I'll just hand the floor over to you Oh, thanks, Lucy. It's really good to be back and really good to see you. I think when I see you, I feel so empowered myself, you know. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much for having me on here. And I love everything you're doing at the moment. Like, you're really empowering, like, the next generation as well. So, amazing work. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm good. So, my name is Syra, everyone, for those who don't know me. Um, I like to introduce myself as currently a digital health pioneer. So, I work in the digital health space, um, currently as a product manager, um for a, a company called orca um and i'll go into a little bit about them later as well um and i'm also uh, an ex-lawyer um so i say ex because i don't practice anymore and i actually my initial field of interest and and my career actually started out in the legal field um i'm also the founder of dollhouse london which i'll go on to a bit, bit more later as well and uh, project desi which is a social enterprise um helping young people and uh, kind of local community around um ethnic minority areas brilliant thank you for that introduction so tell us what you've been up to like literally two years on yeah. what have you been doing kind of tell us a little bit um about that what you've been up yeah to. so two, two the last two years have been completely um sort of quite refreshing actually in a, in a way so I always thought the last two years when I, when I look back was very stressful however on reflection I think the stress added to what I'd call now a period of reflection for me. So I took the kind of last two years to really, obviously with COVID going on as well and like kind of lockdowns here and there and, you know, sort of being working from home mostly. Um, I took the kind of the, 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 the road to try and understand myself a bit better. So not just like me as a person, but, you know, where I am in my career, where I am financially. And I think I got this from you, Lucy, when, you know, you talked about a bit of your coaching back in the day. And like, I tried to assess where I was in all these sort of areas of my life. And um, I think the one part of my life that I really, really reflected on was me as an individual. So the career thing comes in, in a bit, and I'll talk about that in a bit. But me as an individual, one thing I've always, always struggled with, and I think I've talked to you this before, Lucy, is, you know, I always struggled with the question that you get asked when you're a kid. What do you want to be when you grow up? You know, <laughs> what do you want to do? And, you know, what kind of, and anyone when you're applying for like six one college or you're going to university, like what subjects do you want to do? And, you know, you should do this because you you said you want to be a lawyer. So you go into this. And it's like everyone's trying to put you in a, in a bubble, right? I don't, or in a box, I think people say. And I feel like I don't fit in a box. And I always, and I grew up thinking it's, you know, it's a bad thing if you don't fit, if you don't fit into a box, you have to fit into a box. 
But for me, what I've reflected on is it's okay to not be in the box. You are okay to be jumping up and down, coming out the box, go back in, you know, doing what you need to do to really survive. And what I've come across is, um, and actually, let me go back to a, a TEDx talk that I, I heard. Um, it was a lady called Emily Wapnick, and I, I'll, I'll share the, the link with you as well, Lucy. Um, but she did a TEDx talk back in 2015, and I only came across it like last year. And um, she talked about how she also felt this way around, you know, when someone asked her, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what do you want to, you know, what do you do? What do you enjoy? You know, what are your interests, etc.? she always find it quite awkward to answer that question because she never had one answer. It would always be, you know, well, I, I like to do this or I like to do that. And they were completely two different things. And so she goes and she actually did a lot of research on this to understand, well, actually, there are people like us who don't fit in that box and it's and, you know, who are not specialists at what they do. And they never will have a specialism that they kind of go into and and uh, embed in their life. But it's actually OK to have multiple interests. And so she goes on to talk about this this term that I think she's coined or I think it comes from a, a psychological sort of educational term, um, which is multipotentiality or multipotentialite. And I when, when, when she said that and she explained what it was, these like alarm bells rang in my head thinking, oh, my God, this is me. This is me. You know, and I was so excited because I thought, wow, someone actually understands what my head like how I'm wired because I can never articulate what goes through my head. So she goes on to talk about like. You know, people, there are people in our society who display um, various different interests and aptitudes across across different disciplines, right? So they'll have like a creative interest in art, but then they might have a really big logical interest in math, right? Or they might be a psychologist, but also a violinist, like completely two different things. And, you know, you sometimes don't think that they would go together. And I look back at my life and I thought, what, that was me, because at school, I was in the school orchestra. I played the piano, I played the cello, and I could play the drums. But then at the same time, there's me going into psychology, and I love psychology. You know, I, I studied English at A-level, studied psychology at A-level. Um, everyone forced me to do history, but I didn't like history. I just thought, I don't want to do history, I want to do music. You know, and they were completely different parts of the spectrum. Yeah. And for me, I thought, well, I want to do what I enjoy. Like, why would you study something that you just don't enjoy and then risk getting a bad grade because you've got to work extra hard? Do the thing that you're most passionate about and the thing that you're going to excel in in terms of your strength right mm -hmm. I, I did what I wanted to do and thankfully I had supportive parents to kind of help me get along um but then I eventually found myself at uni I studied law because it was the thing to do at the time you've got to study a subject right um I didn't have a choice per se it was either like psychology or law I chose law because I thought that's where the money was you know my mistake could be not <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and then um and then after a while, like when I went into like working, like my actual career career, um, start, I, as I mentioned before, I started out in law and then I kind of fluctuated from law and then went into healthcare. Again, very two very different things. Um, and I used to question myself thinking like, why did I do that? Like, is it because I got bored? Do I get bored easily? Like, what's wrong with me? You know, and all my friends around me were happily in their one specialist area. Like, oh, I'm a doctor, I'm a, I'm a lawyer, and I, oh, I'm a psychologist, and I've just been moving along that ladder. And there's me kind of like jumping off the ladder, climbing back on, jumping off the ladder. Come, and I'm thinking, what is wrong with me? And mm -hmm. I did think there was something wrong with me. I thought I needed some help. I needed some guidance. Um, and then it's only until like literally last year, and at, at, well, I'm 37 now, but at the age of 36, I'd say, I literally came across this lady, Emily, 
and she explained exactly what a multi-potentialite is and it just i thought to myself that is me i look i started to look further into it to understand like well what exactly are my strengths then because i feel like i know my strengths but how do i get that across to people like if i'm trying to, if i'm in a, in a job and i'm trying to explain to someone that this is the way i'm wired personally like how can i adapt my my surroundings in this in this job to to help me as a person and um i came across these strengths that she mentioned so she, one of the things she said was you've got we've all got superpowers right so but multi-potentialites have these three main superpowers number one we are really good at ideation so idea idea synthesis sort of thing so you know when you've got like two things like a venn diagram when you've got two things and that intersection between is where like people say the innovation happens right or the yeah. big creative ideas come out that we as multi-potentialites are apparently excellent at that intersection bit so it's like you can have two big ideas but that middle bit where you, you don't know what quite is going to happen or what the, the gray area of those ideas that's where we excel we will see things that no one else will see and we'll think to ourselves wow this is this is the this is the greatest idea of, of, of all time and no one's ever thought of it because everyone else is a specialist you know it takes a multi-potential like to see the, the intersection of everything you know we we can see the gray area where no one else can um the second thing is we are excellent at rapid learning so you probably could uh, re relate to this lucy so when you get an, a big interest in your head and you get an idea you will go so hard at learning about it right you'd go like crazy like what can i learn about this i need to buy the book i need to go online to learn the course and I'll, you start doing everything you spend and you probably spend so much money to learn and just try and get that into your yes. head, you know, yes. and, and I think the great thing with that is actually we're so used to be being beginners at things, you yeah. know, and we're okay with it. Like mm -hmm. I have no problem saying I'm a beginner at this, you know, I, I, I'm starting again, I'm starting to learn again, because what we tend to do, and this is something I reflected on the last two years, we tend to learn new things. And every job that we do will take all that learning from whatever area of interest and bring it with us. And that's what makes us amazing at our jobs because we see things that no one else will see because we were so passionate at learning and going hard at that learning um, that we'll bring new ideas and new areas of work to our actual work. And I think mm -hmm. that's a really good quality to have. And I don't think anyone's ever, ever like seen that in us or, or expressed it in that way and I feel really happy to know that that actually does happen and that is what I do and that's yeah. okay you know there's nothing wrong with that can I just know? say sorry to interrupt you but I feel so seen right now that you're <laughs> saying all this stuff and I'm like yes that's me this is what I do because yeah. you know you know when I was doing my coaching diploma I bought every book yeah. I wanted to learn everything and when I was interested in branding and wanting to understand it a bit more I read loads of stuff about branding I did lots of like online little courses because I wanted to understand it so I've interrupted your flow but I just wanted to let you know I'm feeling so seen so what's the third quality so third quality is actually, or a superpower is um, adaptability, right? So adaptability, um, meaning that we can morph into whoever you need to be for that given situation. So you could be, so, and I'll give you a prime example. This is where I think I'll bring in my, my current job and my current career. So I currently work at um, a company called Orca. So we basically review and assess health apps um, on behalf of the government, for the NHS. And uh, we're sort of the, the digital health leader in, in this space. And um, one of the things I was doing at uh, Orca is um, I was a customer success manager, so implementation manager, customer success manager. And then I hit kind of hit a, a brick wall in terms of, right, 
what else can I do in this role? Or what is there something else that I'm interested in? And actually I was, I was interested in like the user experience, you know, how to get users on a digital journey. And, you know, I, I started to look into more of the, the product roles and um, how I can become a product manager and things like that. And I'm really lucky that when I spoke to my uh, CEO about this and I kind of expressed, you know, and she, she's my, my CEO, I'm just going to give a little shout out to Liz. Um, she's, she's great in this, in the sense where she, she understands I think she understands who I am and she knows that I don't fit in a box and so I said to her Liz like I'm really um keen to sort of explore some other roles within Orca because I I do feel like it's um one of those things where I I just need to do something different you know and um and I really like working at Orca I think the people are amazing and um and she said to me she goes yeah well what else what, what 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 would you like to do and so it was nice that she even said that because you know I'm, I'm lucky I have the CEO that would actually ask the question. I you know normally I've been at other jobs where they don't ask the question; they just kind of let you get on with it or just let you do whatever you need to do. Um, and uh, when I said I think I, I want to try out UX or product, she just said to me, "Yeah, go for it. Like let's let's talk to this our CTO and let's let's have that conversation." So we did, and we had the conversation. Next thing I know, I'm transitioning now into the product role. And then I'm, I've been in the product role now for like the last six, seven months. And it's been really interesting. And again, I've started right from the beginning, but I've brought all the knowledge I've had from before into the role and I've adapted myself, you know, I've, I've that, I've, I've, let's start again. I've actually done the rapid learning. So I've been doing like nonstop product management. Where can I learn this? Where can I do that? Gone to conferences, learning about this and that. Um, adaptability, superpower is all about, again, morphing into like, who you need to be for that role, which I've been trying my best to do, and I, I hopefully I'm doing a good job. Um, and um, and the whole idea synthesis, like my ideas don't stop coming out of my head, like they're just spilling out my ears. And any at any point where I feel like I see something that maybe no one else is seeing, I will make it known. And whether it's whether it's something you know, whether it's something that doesn't it gets used or doesn't get used, it's okay. But because I've seen it and I've just acknowledged to myself that it's okay to even have the idea in the first place, nothing's too stupid. You know, I used to always think to myself, if I've got an idea, then, oh, it's probably just stupid, forget it, I won't say anything. But actually it's empowered me to go and just, this is the way I am, go and say it because that's how things move ahead, right? So I've done all that stuff. And I think um, one of the key messages for me, just to kind of share with everyone else is that don't really, don't fear that the kind of, going to talk to your line manager or going to talk to your CEO or whoever it is um, to just say, look, this is the way I am. And I'm, I'm really ex trying to explore this other avenue of work. And, you know, this is, is this okay? Um, and having that conversation, because normally if you have the open conversation, you'll get the answer that you're looking for. If, if for example, you're in a position where, you know, you, you can't change the role because of whatever financial situation or the, it's a startup or whatever it is, it's okay because you have been true to yourself at least and you've been true to yourself in the fact that you've gone up and actually questioned it. So I think it's, it's important to really reflect on, and again, what I've done in the last two years is really reflecting on who I am. And I feel more, I think I feel more brave, if that makes sense. Like I know it's really simple, but I feel more brave being who I am um, to go and even talk about these things and ask the question. Um, and even now I feel like I've still got so many interests, like, I'm a, I'm a product manager, but it's okay if I'm a product manager and maybe I want to be a musician. It doesn't, does it matter? It doesn't matter. It's mm -hmm. okay. And I think what people tend to do is they'll, they'll go throughout their career, just doing what they feel like they need to do for that job. And that's it. And that's not the way to live. You really need to take stock of who you are as a person and basically align, or I should say, design your career around 
how you are wired as a person. And I think that's where you find success and that's where you find happiness. Yeah, I just want to pick um, something up that you said around just going to have that conversation with your kind of CEO and just kind of know then you'll get the answer. So when you told me that you had done that, that made me question whether I could go and do something similar, right? And I, and you saying also about, oh, it was brave. Like, it's not a simple thing. Being brave is like a brave thing to do. But I... Um, I don't know how to say this, but I probably heard what you said, and then this was before we did this podcast recording. Yeah. And I was like, right, do you know what? Because I'm not particularly like loving what I'm doing at the moment. Um, let me go and ask the question and speak to. And yeah, I got my answer. I didn't get the answer I wanted, but I got the answer in the sense that right, you've got to think about what your next career move is going to be now, because. Yeah maybe there isn't something available internally, et cetera, et cetera. And it really does depend on the size of business that you're in. So if you're in a small scale-up startup, you might have the opportunities because Orca is a scale-up and you can't, whereas other big corporations, if you're like at PwC or Deloitte, or actually they're probably really rubbish examples to use because they're consultancies and you probably could move around really easily. But like um, telco companies, for example, if you work at telcos, you might not be able to have the opportunity to move around. Mm. Um, so it, it really does depend on where you're, where you're at. And it, it just wanted to pick that up because you're so right on that. If you go and ask the question, you will get the answer, whether it's the answer you want to hear or not you'll know. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the that's the big step. And it feels like when you talk about it, it does feel like, well, it's just asking a question. But just kind of gearing yourself up to even get to that point that you need to ask that question. It's a true reflection of what kind of what your inner works, you know, what the inner work you've been doing for yourself in terms of like trying to understand who you are. Yeah, I think that's that's quite important. Um, yeah, I, I think what I've done in the last two years to get to this point has been again true reflection I've never reflected like this in my life and I think it took COVID to like push me to reflect um and I, I'm really um I think I'm really I'm really grateful for the last two years actually and I think it's given me a whole new insight into and it, to be honest I'm not saying like you know I've I finally found out my true calling I feel like as a multi-potentialite type of person also there isn't a there's a shortened version of multi-potentialite it's called multipod Again, the, the whole the whole community of multi-potentialites, it's funny that you can't really agree on one word. It's just the way we are. We can't agree on one word. There must be a, way, a word for everything. But um, yeah, I think as a multi-potentialite, multipod, uh, whatever you want to call it, um, it you, I still haven't found my true calling. I think the, the journey to find the calling is what I find interesting because you know there's going to be different callings along mm. your life. And I think that's something that we need to kind of just take in and, and remember. Yeah, I also think we put such a lot of pressure on ourselves to niche down into things. And I think just stuff that you and I've talked about over the last couple of years is when I was running a coaching business, there was so much pressure to niche down into something. And all I wanted to do was to help people. All I wanted to do was help people find their future stuff. Like I didn't care if they were male, female, they, them. I really didn't care. I just wanted to help people. So hearing this now is making me think a lot more around actually it's okay to go through the rest of your life having multiple interests maybe you want to go and 
for me, for example, like I do quite like doing change and transformation as my career, but I also like running a podcast. I also like creating content. I also like doing, um, you know, doing stuff for my dog. Like I'm recently like finding recipes so I can bake them little treats. Like I quite like doing that. And in my head, I'm just like, maybe I could turn this into a business. And I guess that's where that ideation comes from. Yeah. Because I'm const- I constantly find something new that I like. And I'm like, oh, could this be a side hustle? Could I do this <laughs> into something? <laughs> This is it because, like, you see how you've got your you've got the the love for your pup, right? You've got love for perhaps baking and making pretty things, right? And you put it together. The intersection there is the the dog treats, the dog bakery, or whatever you want to call it. You know, yeah. it's that kind of thing. Like, how amazing is that? Like, no one else would have thought that. And it's so funny. There's um there's there are actually I was looking into this. There are quite a lot of like celebrities and like kind of old figureheads. Um, you know, p- people in history who are who have been multi-potentialites. Apparently, Einstein was definitely a multi-potentialite. So, if you're on the same boat as Einstein, I mean, come on, that that is amazing. <laughs> we I are very it. smart. <laughs> well, you, I like that because if you think about, um, I've forgotten his name, the guy that bought Wrexham. Did you buy Wrexham? Is it the football club? Oh what yeah, the, the the actor. Yeah, I'm. Uh, oh, I can Ryan, think of his Deadpool. Ryan, Ryan. Ryan. What's his name? Ryan something. Ryan Reynolds. Is that his name? Yeah, I, think I know. I know he's got um, multiple kind of things. He's an actor. Yeah. He yeah. runs a business. He's got like an alcohol business. He bought a football club. You know, he does yeah. multiple things. So I think he's a great example of somebody. And even if you have a look at, you're right. If you look at celebrities, if you think, obviously I'm going to say Beyonce right now, but like Beyonce, she's got so much to her. She's got a fashion brand. She's a singer. She's an artist. She's a movie star. There's so many things that she does and they're not all the same yeah absolutely and I, I was just thinking like while she was just saying that I was just thinking about even my so my um uh, the dollhouse London sort of platform that I have even within that like it start I'll be very honest before dollhouse London was dollhouse London as you know it it was meant to be a um makeup line so, I enough, never knew this I know no no a lot of people don't know that I think I don't think I've told anyone actually no. I think it, it, you it, it was so, <laughs> exactly you heard it here talk to you on friday um so it used to, it, it was uh, initially an idea for a new makeup line that was going to be like a luxury makeup line but made for an alternative society so uh, alternative community should i say so yeah it was all about and again it came back to like what we're talking about our inner self our true self and it was makeup or cosmetics or whatever it was going to be that would enhance your kind of like alter ego or your actual ego you could say and um, obviously the the ideation bit of it I had all these ideas but then it came to a point where it was you know manufacturing the, the cosmetics manufacture that took a long time and it needed quite a bit of money and finance behind it which I didn't have at the time mm. but I kept the name so this company Dollhouse London obviously for, for those who know Dollhouse London as it is now it came about in the last two years, I would say, two, three years. Yeah. But actually, Dollhouse London, the actual company, was registered back in 2011, which is... Yeah, I was going to say, it's ago. been open for a long time. It yeah. has, and, and hence why it's gone through like these phases. Again, Dollhouse London is a prime example of how many interests I've had, just even in, on that one Dollhouse London work stream. You know, it's been like yeah. makeup. Okay, not makeup. Then it's been a women's thing. Okay, yes, we'll continue the women's theme. Okay, then it's been like about mental health. Then it's been about emotion health. Then it was all about like pain and trauma. And to be honest, it's yeah. a bit of everything now. And at first, like my best friend knows this. And I always tell him like, you know, Dollhouse London was 
meant to be one thing, but now it's becoming everything. And he always says to me, well, what's wrong with that? It's okay. If it's, if it's everything, it's surely a reflection of your personality because that's what you are. You know, you, you have so many interests that you want to pursue. Why don't you let Dollhouse London be exactly that? Let that be a reflection of who you are. And it could have different sort of interests. So on, um, in Dollhouse London now, um, which you probably noticed, I've got a few different sort of uh, branches of it. So one is about the kind of emotional mental health, talking about stories and pain and stuff like that. Things how we, you know, things that we've overcome, how we've turned pain into power, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I've also now got uh, something called Tech House, which you know of, which is kind of this network of yeah. women in tech, because that's who I am. I, I am a woman in tech, and I think it'll be nice to have a little network so we can share resources. And I've got something called Tech House now. The next thing I'm working on is something called Her House. Now, Her House, part of, again, this is all part of Dollhouse London, these multi-facets of Dollhouse London, similar to my personality, um, is all about... Um, so it's, it's all about homelessness and women who experience homelessness um and the idea is going to be around and again you've heard, heard it here first i haven't talked about this at all and lucy you always have the first kind of pipe into my my, my mind is um Love. <laughs> is uh, her house will be about like homelessness and sort of talking to women on the streets unfortunately what they go through what their needs are what their pains are etc and just kind of letting people know that this is happening and it's not always going to be focused in London, but I'm my hope is to go around the UK, even abroad, to try and find those stories and dig out those stories to make people understand that people there are people on the other end of this world that actually are going through a lot of crap, sorry to say. But um, and mm. we just need to be aware of it so we can help them and we can all help each other, kind of thing. Um, so there's a lot of that coming out, and there's there is one other thing coming out which I haven't launched yet, and it's his house, which is about men and men's mental health and men's work as well. So, and hopefully for Movember, which is coming up obviously next month, I'm going to try and do something around there. But again, all these ideas, which I'm like, again, heard it here first, um, it's going to be one of those things where it will just happen when it happens and when the idea comes about. Because once the idea happens, it's all about like, go, 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 when it comes to like rapidly getting out there. Um, and, yeah. and at first I thought I was all over the place, but now I feel actually, this is the way I am. This is how I'm wired. And I'm proud, proud to be wired like this. <laughs> So, so yeah yeah but it's amazing think of all the amazing things that you're going to do with just being wired the way you are so are you going to do um is there any way that people can get involved are you going to do a bit of a go GoFundMe page because I'm sure that you're going to do these interviews and stuff you know you probably need a little bit of backing behind you again here's my ideation coming out at you right now <laughs> I'm like how can we help how can we collaborate how can we do all these things together um but no seriously on this on a serious yeah. note like is there anything that listeners can do is there like a GoFundMe page yeah. or is that kind of all coming yeah out? that's all coming it's not ready yet but for November there will be a GoFundMe page um which I'll be linking into like my little link tree bio um and then um for her house um i haven't thought about this logistically it's again all ideas at the moment but um i will need like a few good allies and friends to come forward and and to ideally kind of take a day to just go out on the streets of london firstly and just talk to people um and try and capture their yeah. views and things like that so that's coming very soon um again just need to iron out the details on how that would look and how that would be but I've put the the placeholders are there it's more about now filling filling in the blanks so um yeah so I'm really looking forward yeah. to that and um again it 
just a reflection on the last two years, which was the first question you asked me, is like the last two years have actually led to, to, to all this. It's actually me understanding myself as the type of personality I have and then embracing it. Because again, you could be hit with all this information about yourself and then whether you embrace it or not is another thing. I really have embraced the way I am and I'm so happy that I can now understand the way I work and it's actually helped me in so many other ways. Um, mm. And I'm just going to keep going. Just going to keep like plunking along so yeah but I'm just conscious that I said that we'd record for half an hour and we're kind of obviously as per usual yeah. we're like 28 minutes in and there's so many more things I want to talk to you about yeah. but was there any specific tools or resources that you use to get to this point where you are now because it's so amazing to see and actually I'll also link in the bio as well your first interview with me yeah. to now and I can see and hear such a difference in you oh. that I think that it'd be interesting also interesting to, for other people to kind of hear the journey that you've gone on to um so back to my original question which was was there any tools or resources that you could recommend yeah for listeners if they want to be on a similar journey yeah definitely I think my main journey started from that one TEDx talk which I will give you the link as well Lucy can share it Fab. um and that's yeah. uh, and you can probably google it as well if you're listening so it's a lady called Emily Wapnick and um she does a TEDx talk um on this multi-potentialite topic um, and she goes into it she mentions similar stuff to I, what I have today she talks about the superpowers and the way she kind of talks about her journey in that kind of very routine like manner it's it just it just calls out to you so you will know exactly just by listening to that one TEDx talk you will know whether she's talking about you or not and at the end of that TEDx talk mm -hmm. I knew that she is referring to someone like me and I, I'm guessing in that audience obviously I wasn't there in person but if I was there in person, I'd probably be that person saying, yeah, yeah, me, 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 that, that's me, that sounds like me, you know, and um, I think if you can listen to that one TEDx talk, go from there, and she does have a website, um, I'm not sure what the website link is, but I'll, I'll try and send it to you afterwards, obviously, um, she's Brilliant. got a blog, which she puts all that kind of multi-potentialite coaching help, um, I think there's, there's a, she has a podcast as well, like, she puts all that learning into one place, like a, a sort of mini community almost, and I think go from there because you'll find so many tools and techniques and what people have done and what people haven't done. Um, and, and you can network with people as well. And I think you can connect with her on LinkedIn as well. I, I definitely have connected with her. And she has a book as well, which I've obviously had to buy because, you know, when my mind goes, oh, my God, that's me. I just bought every single thing I could think of. Yeah. So there's that as well. So, yeah, definitely look at that's the That's going to be me. Too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Lucy, you are definitely a multi-potentialite without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah oh that honestly i'm gonna buy the book check out the so i think what i do is i get all the links from you i'll put them into the show notes as well if anybody wants to check them out yeah. but can i add something on to because i've been on a similar journey to you yeah. but like now i'm learning more from you and i just can't wait to like increase my learning on this because i knew that i was quite multifaceted but now i'm like a um you know i've got a new term to use now um I've also done a lot of work on my own kind of personal branding and I found that really helped me. So I'll put a link into the bio, uh, the bio, <laughs> the show notes. <laughs> I'm so used to saying bio um, as well around how you can kind of just finding out what your values are. Because we've talked about this before. You know, what are your values? What are your needs? You know, and really understanding because you do have core things that you believe in, even if you do multiple different things as well. Yeah, 100%. And can I just leave um, everyone with one thing that I feel like is my go-to tip, which I always have in my head. Um, and if, if, I have, if you have to take anything away from this one podcast, 
um, honestly, just embrace your inner wiring. That, that is the, the one thing that always is re on repeat in my head. Um, and it's really helped me in sort of those difficult, stressful situations where I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. What, why am I doing this? Why is this happening? Embrace your inner wiring. What would you naturally do? And, and, and things will just click. So I hope that yeah. helps. Really, do you know what? That's such a lovely note to leave the podcast on. Syrah, thank you so much for joining thank me you. today on Talk Female Friday. Um, and all it leaves me to say is do check out the show notes for all of the things that we've talked about today and how you can also get in touch with Syrah as well. And um, if you're new here, please subscribe or leave a comment. That would be great. If you haven't already left a comment and you've been listening for for the last two years why have you not left a comment and a review please do that now um and we will catch you next week have a fantastic weekend and we will talk female next friday take care bye bye, bye.